So teachings on Apanasati present a, a kind of map. Um, you have these four, we call four tetrads, and the first is around the experience of body. Second is around the, uh, we might say, the wrappings of the mind or the sankharas, the formations, the activities of the mind. By this we mean mind, we mean more like heart, actually, more like these sort of feelings and perceptions and emotions. So these are the, we call these, call these the wrappings of the mind because they seem to be what the mind or heart is because it's normally so wrapped up and charged and moving. But then in the third tetrad, you, you, you come to where the mind is cleaned or, or these wrappings are removed or the sankharas are quelled or, or uh, you know, calmed. You know, so you come to something like, more like bare mind or mind base or you know, various ways in which it's expressed. And these are all to do with the successive steadying, accessing, steadying, uh, kind of refreshing, and then calming. So accessing, and then getting into it, and then refreshing it, and calming it. And so you look at that as the process of samatha. First of all, getting a clear sense of the particular object, body, feeling, whatever it is, and then brightening it up, and you kind of, uh, and then steadying it, and uh, relaxing it. Mm. So when we consider the, <clears throat> there's, there's a particular energy then, you know, of that, as we access the the body, we f- sense the the energy body or the inner form of the body, the quality of warmth or vibrancy or lack of it, or tightness or tangledness. You know, it's kind of it's a pattern you can experience with your mind, you know, and it's kind of throbbing, tightening, releasing. Shifting, it's kaya sankara, and the breathing is right at the centre of that. There's an energy that can flow through that and stabilise that. So first of all, you get the full extent of the body. So it's not just up in your head or pieces missing, but the whole body. <clears throat> you don't feel any part of your body is being closed down or left out. So you're really looking not not at can you feel your toes, but can you feel any sense of anything restricted or something stale or lacking? Is it really flowing fully, the sense of fullness in the body? Then where it is, if we don't have that sense of fullness, we start to check out where's the restriction or the overcharging and then calming, breathing through that. Then, as the as the full full bodily energy or body presence is is experienced, then the things start to ah oh, 
you know, rest a little, calm down, and softening, soothing. And same the same thing with the the uh, mind. So we come into the the mind, and then sensing the <coughs> quality of bringing up the sense of piti or enjoyment, uplift, calming it, and looking at that basic formation of feeling, the, the, the tingle, the charge, the push, the holding of feeling, mm. the flush of it, and relaxing that. It's not suppression of it, it's just the uh, once you once you kind of uh, get mindful of feeling, that's all it really means. You're really mindful of, of the, the feeling tone, the, the happiness, the buzziness, the uplifted quality. It's like as soon as you're mindful, that you that very function of mindfulness is sort of steps outside. It's viveka, non-involvement, and feeling. So at that time, you're not actually adding any more charge to it or tangling with it or just giving it more space. This sense of experienced space allows the feeling to to soften, widen, and become more uh, assured, more restful. This is called soothing or easing the citta sankara. So we're not so pushy or rushed or. Uh, you know. This is the, very much a, a practice to cultivate. It's almost like taking your time with a feeling, not being in a hurry with a feeling, not being in a hurry with a perception, taking your time with it giving it space. And it's not an attitude, it's a, it's a widening of energy, it's not a mental, you know, or intellectual response, it's just actually widening. And so you get more space around a feeling. So there's a little more mindfulness and also discernment, this is, this is the feeling. And then we try to, why this is held within the uh, context of mindfulness of breathing or mindfulness of the body, is you, you keep referring that feeling energy to the basic embodiment energy so that it kind of grounds it. Uh, it, it keeps it within your system. Often feelings will tend to blow out. That is... You know, you get a strong feeling you've got to do something, or you've got to say something, or you've got to think something. You know, something just keeps pushing to more like excitement. So we feel a bit happy and we start to think of all wonderful things we could do or or say or, or what other people need. And things, you know, generally good intentions. But you see, it goes up into the mind. It stays in the mind and it... Uh, tends to not lead to uh, a, a kind of deepening, but a, a, a sort of proliferation.
you know. So when I feel happy, then I want to talk to somebody or write something or, you know, just kind of create something out of it, you know, which is all very nice. And yet, uh, you know, you can find it's getting very buzzy. So then just putting it back into the body so we can use it to work on places in our systems that are uh, in damage or twisted up or dull. Breathing down through the body, particularly down, down the legs, down the back, through the bones, through every, the Buddha said, through every poor every not one section of the body that's not suffused with this happiness drenched suffused and pervaded so he makes a big point out of really bringing this quality into into the body so we're not, we're not losing it you know just uh, adding another dimension to it so it's not just a Mental feeling becomes a bodily feeling, mental feeling, and as such, it, it doesn't proliferate into thought. And because it's it's internal, it doesn't proliferate into sense contact. That is, you don't you, you're quite contented sitting or standing or walking. You don't need to you know do something with it. So this kind of containing. Uh, of the sankara, so it doesn't. Sankara is a karma creator. So if we don't, you know, compose it, or we don't supervise it, it will inevitably it runs out into karma. That is, into our old patterns, into creating more karma in line with previous karma. So we've been happy and we've been unhappy and what did we do when we were happy? You know, when we were unhappy, when we were feeling love, what did we do then? When we were feeling aversion, what did we do then? You know, and you can see, do you really want to keep doing that? You know, creating more karma or is it possible just to feel the feeling but not proliferate in the sankara, compounding more karma out of it? Karma that leads to the end of karma is about collecting, gathering in, settling, steadying, not crushing, not negating, but just holding it steadily. Then you get the benefit of it because it then deepens your awareness. Your awareness becomes stronger, more subtle, more skillful in that process. Your mindfulness, your ability to sustain, to notice, to be wise. You keep checking the karmic impulse when we feel, particularly when we feel happy and devotional and uplifted, how that can just, it's beautiful, but then how that can kind of just come well out. And, uh, you know, what What so often happens is that when it does come out, we want 
other people to be in our in our karmic theater that is I'm feeling happy, I want you to feel happy. Well that seems like a nice intention, but actually, you know, I'm fine, I'm happy enough. I don't need right now to be kind of you know <laughs> stimulated, I'm all right. Yeah. We kind of can't, you know, the sun colours when they overflow always have this sense of trying to evolve other people. Or we need to act it out. So that sort of outgoing energy. You know, it's is sort of one of the things that occur in um, Buddhist cultures is as a, as a samana, so much devotion that it can be really quite exhausting. You know, <laughs> you know kill, killing with kindness. If you're, if you're so you know, devotional, they want you to eat everything, drink everything, see everything, listen to everything, go everywhere. <laughs> Please, I just like a <laughs> left on my own in a quiet room. Thanks, I, you know I'm fine. <laughs> you know, when, when, uh, one of the senior monks are getting ill in Thailand. You know, so you know, ill in Thailand in the hospital. There's so many people come to see you, it almost kills you. <laughs> you can't get any rest. <laughs> So, but nobody's, everybody's got a very, very strong positive intention. It's just, uh, you know, is, is it appropriate right now to, to enact that or is it just to feel the sense of conscience, concern, compassion and be mindful of that and then see what is appropriate or necessary. So you've got some check on it. It's, it's not bad. It's just, you know, everything to be contained within the foundations, the establishment of mindfulness. And then is it, containment is not, you know, if we're not skillful with that, containment feel like a kind of being caged in or fenced in, but you just direct it back into the body and you direct it back into, into the mind. So you direct it back into your body, into the nerves, the muscles, subtle feelings, the subtle energies in the body. Relax. And you direct it back into the energies of the mind, which may be quavering or uncertain or restless. And just, just relax. It's okay. Just be at ease. You know, just let yourself. And if you feel a lot of energy there, just try to widen. You know, get a sense of widening and grounding into the earth and softening. So there's also an attitude of stepping back a little, softening, putting less into that, not being so pulled into that charge. 
grounding in the body. <clears throat> Sometimes the you know, walking meditation and standing meditation are very helpful for the sense of grounding. Mm. So then you, you use the whole body. You've got, uh, you can feel when you're walking, uh, doing walking meditation, really coming within the body. So very often when we walk, we normally walk, really it's an, art, it's an exercise with our eyes, looking at things, seeing things, you know, eyes and feet. But walking, feeling your arms, feeling your chest, feeling your back, feeling your calves, feeling the whole body as you walk, feeling the breathing as you walk, feeling the overall quality of bodily tension or tone. And in the mind, whether the mind is reluctant, agitated, or driving, you keep bringing it back into one step, two step, three step, and then even with each step, you can notice when you when you put your foot down on the ground, do you really does that leg really relax? Because so often with walking, we're always one step preparing for the next. As soon as you touch the ground, the other leg is already the energy is already shooting down to get going to the next one. Because that's the way we live, isn't it? We're always rushing on, becoming. So you never really take one step as if that's the last step you're going to take and you get to the end of it. And it doesn't have to be that slow. It just means that you're just with one step. As your foot touches the ground, it's got to soften down that, you know, sense yourself almost energetically settling for that half second what it is it's like the nerves really just relax give up they're not you're not bunching up prepared for the next one slow it down see if you see what i mean when you get to the end of the walking path standing and standing Breathing out, breathing down into the down the body, breathing down into the ground, as if this is your last standing. There's not going to be another moment of walking. So there's a kind of finality to it. And really feel, you know, bring that attitude into mind. It gives some gravity. And we all need a keel. We all need a gravity, a kind of a uh, something that can hold us steady through the, the movements of feeling. Feeling and emotion and perception and impression and memory and thought are very strong air currents. And they always have, often have fire in them as well. They're cohesive and they're, they're, they're moving. So you want the earth, quality of ground. And when you have the sense of ground, you also begin to experience a sense of space. Space is the release of the pressure, the push, the tightness of the next moment, of the about to be. So when there is no about to be, 
there is no becoming, when there is no next. You know, really, you know, how much time do, or do we energetically spend, even without thinking about it, there's this background sense of, and the next, and then, and when this is over then, and we'll get on to the, you know, and it must be half an hour, and, you know, that feeling of something always pushing towards the next, the result, the future, away from the present, aversion, pushing towards the future where it will be better. Just that push. We can use the body to come out of that. So in this we are starting to decondition the the sankara, the conditioned programs, decondition it out of becoming, out of the push of feeling. And the feeling itself tends to soften and become a source of contentment in the present moment. This is how that by working with the sankhara you can transform you know these these aggregates from being sources of pressure to being sources of uh, contentment a rupa becomes a pleasant abiding feeling becomes a sense of contentment sankhara just becomes a kind of potent energy that we have Perceptions become soft. Poignant. And consciousness. Comes clearer. That is... The amazing thing, probably we hardly ever consider this, is that all the time something is becoming present for us, isn't it? All the time I keep happening. I don't have to decide to make it just happen. All the time something is becoming present. Normally what becomes present... you know, is <coughs> conditioned. Conditioned by some sort of wanting to be, to have, sense contact, feelings. Conditioned by this. So it's, and it's got all kinds of conditioning such as, you know, tainted with anxiety or tainted with longing or tainted with aversion. What if it was cleared that all that taints were cleared and there was just the sense of what mindfulness brings around quality of poise what calm brings around quality of presence and those were could clear these taints so you have a, a, a consciousness that's not always leaning driven pushing 
presence, you might say. This is the way that uh, direction of practice. Mm. So as the we come to more like the bare mind or awareness itself, chitta. Acknowledging that all the time we're present, or there's presence. Presence generally is presence with something, presence of something. Presence of feeling, presence of sensations, presence of moods. Let's look at the presence aspect of it, which is what this movement to the transcendent, we call the transcendent, it's a big long word, but, you know, to the witness, is that sense in which we kind of shift our center, not that far, but psychologically a significant step. Psychologically shift from witnessing, working with the feeling, attending to the feeling, allaying, sustaining, calming, releasing, rather than being them. This is the that's the direction, isn't it? So as gradually as you as the, that kind of shift of center, shift of importance, then this sense of the, the witness or the supervising or the you know, that which is kind of a, a hair's breadth away or a step away becomes more apparent as a kind of knowingness, sense of knowingness. Mm. So it's this is called in Thai, called Puru, the one who knows. This is the th- third tetrad. You know, we just that sense of knowing, which has to first of all be acknowledged that all the time we, yeah, you know, and then you get involved with the script again, involved with the whole throwing movement of it, and you, then you begin to recognize maybe there's a sense of dispassion or forgiveness or clarity or calm oh that's just the moving stuff very you know very simple just like it's physical movement it's just movement you know doesn't matter where you're going really there's just movement you know that's what we look at it like that whether you're walking up and down or stretching just be with the movement of it feel the sense of the moving and just clear the details. And then you get the sense of the unmoving or the witnessing of the movement. There's a kind of space around it. With the mind, of course, it's more difficult because the movements are so much more poignant and entrancing and uh, urgent and you know, me- meaningful. Perception makes things very meaningful, establishes the sense of I am. And this, of course, makes it even more crucial and more to the point to be able to sense, well, whoever I am, whatever I am, it changes. Um, you know, so it's movement, isn't it? We're not one self, we're many, many selves, seemingly. There's an, you know, but it's basically a moving, changing, then, there's the, then there's, there's the unmoving or the witnessing of that. I mean, I'm sure this is not unfamiliar. So just reminding ourselves. 
And then as we calm and ease the feeling, we both feel more contented, the energy slow, steadies and the sense of the, the non-moving or the awareness becomes more emphatic, you know, becomes more acknowledgeable because it's not so screened by all these wrappings or all this movement with its uh, energies. Actually appreciating that, rejoicing in that, steadying that. Of course, the the big uh, issue is is of course that this uh, this clarity itself is not unconditioned, or you know, it seems like it, but it still has the tendency. You know that that something in us is still a view, there's still the sense we still adopt all kinds of things. There's still a there can be witnessing, and yet there's a there's an underlying view to adopt something as I have, I am, I occupy, I've got it, I am this, I am that, whatever. Some sense of that. Isn't it still got a boundary around it? And there's still the, the tendency to keep, you know, favouring, disliking, getting caught in the feelings and sensations. So this is the process of, of insight, is the, is the liberator of that. Any perception, any idea we have, any feeling we have, any emotional sense of, you know, clarity or conviction is mm-hmm. it's always behind this so this we have to you know learn through the perceptions and feelings that we have so why it's such a, a, a crucial and in fact very long term i don't i think you can get instant moments of understanding and revelation, but the process of, of really, you know, uh, clarifying and standing in that transcendent is a long-term thing of uh, detachment, dispassion, what's called ceasing, the ceasing of the proliferations, the runnings out, the creations, the nibida, the sense of turning away from sankharas, you know, not interested in them, not impressed by them, seeing them as really just a rerun over and over again of the same ups and downs and comings and goings and successes and failures and, you know, So there's no more stories to write about it. There's no more sobs. There's no more cheers. It's just... Mm. And it's kind of nipita. Or enough. Enough of this. You know. Enough of the memories, enough of the compare comparisons, 
enough of the what I ought to be is. Enough of the past, enough of the future. Been in that realm very thoroughly. This is a, you know, just the naming and encouraging because the process we have to learn it through our own inclinations, our own energies, our own karma. But to say it's, it's just to encourage it's not that far, it's as far as it takes to relax and to find the place where there is still the tension, the spark, the adhesion. You know, find out where that is. As you get the overall feeling of something feels a bit, what is it? Is it because of what she did or he said or the weather or my health or something in my body? Where is it? Or is it resistance or anticipation or some feeling of sadness or fear? Where, where actually is the bit that's really locking, holding? And it kind of unpeels, peels off. You can locate it, but not to. And this is really interesting because I don't. I one don't know. You know to, every time is a question of finding it. Sometimes you can track it in your body, little places in your chest or your throat, or around your face, where you can still sense something holding which doesn't seem to be that important, and yet it's a physical representation or a physical descent of a particular, uh, you know, perhaps an emotional, mental uh, constriction. So the body and mind do mirror each other in this extent, in an energetic sense. This is why mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of breathing is a very useful means to to really get very specific to the point of where we are pushing or locked or holding back. Mm-hmm. Then as you notice it in particular thoughts suddenly really flare up. Mm-hmm. You notice it in the thinking pattern. Certain topics you can't hardly touch without the mind really seizing and spasming around it or collapsing, going, falling apart or feeling despair. And those are the places again where to very gently hold, breathe, be with that, you know, come out of that. So, of course, you know, this is a Deep process, healing, clearing, soothing, all the time sustained by that, the view that this too will change. This too, you know, the movement towards this is, around this is towards greater sense of ease and dispassion. This will bring around the ceasing, the quelling, and the freedom.
So we have this time, or this uh, retreat, and again, this is something to be uh, mindful of. Use it for poise, but also for balance, but also recognize, you know, and particularly when you go into your self-retreat times, it's also just the convention and form. Mm. It doesn't really, you know, practice really doesn't have a beginning and end to it. It doesn't work in terms of days and hours. There's nothing, you know, to arrive at in terms of time. After a week or two weeks, you know, certainly things change, and yet, you know, change is only as good as it gives you access to the unchangeable. So we, our developments, our calming, our clarity, or our loss of it, is to be seen only, you know, to be witnessed from the place of the unchanging. Then every moment is new and fresh. <clears throat>